Ramsey, attorney, author, and researcher and podcaster. He's written a number of books and produced uh, a number of documentaries on the occult and the deep politics. His website is WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. You'll also find there uh, the links to his great uh, podcast, which is growing. Welcome back to TNT, Bill. Herboye, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you again. Do, do people call you Bill or is it William? Well, William, whatever, Will. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> All right. I was listening to your latest uh, podcast uh, today, and I like how you switch it up. Sometimes you got guests, and when you don't got guests, uh, you've got the bioweapons blues, and uh, you were playing clips, many which uh, I've been familiar with. I mean, you're really on top of things. And um, you know, just to start off, I mean, what's one thing that's, that, that you're most freaked out about or most interested in? right now uh that you're tracking is it still the the, the COVID 1984 stuff or or what's uh, i mean I've, I've seen you posting fascinating stuff on the occult as well in in uh, on your twitter feed there's a lot there's a lot of strange things going on in the world but i think that the bioweapon blues once i realized that the poison shot was not a vaccine and they were actually really injuring and killing people and it hasn't stopped the trains to auschwitz are still running and they haven't really slowed down the public doesn't want to take up these shots anymore. They're not effective. They're not safe. But uh, I think that the fact that there's been no reckoning, no accountability, and no real mea culpas from the people who uh, perpetrated this mass global crime is very disturbing. Although there are rumblings in countries around the world, and I've really tried to follow that on my bioweapon news series. I think I posted episode 36 uh, yesterday. So, and I still, there's still things to learn. So, it's, uh, it's really an incredible global event. People have likened it to something that happened in Nuremberg or like a Holocaust, but it really is something that's really never happened in human history, this kind of concerted rollout of a toxic substance, unnecessary toxic substance, and the conquest of the media through uh, censorship and claims of mis- and disinformation really is unprecedented. So it's an incredible event, and then millions have died, really. I mean... I was looking through kind of this Indian uh, uh, social media account and people in India are dropping dead. And there's been estimates by Denis Rancor that at least 4 million people had died in India from the shot, not from COVID, but from the uh, con uh, concentrated role. Well, it really was like a, a rollout by Modi, who's the prime minister there. There were two consecutive rollouts of three shots that a lot of people died from it. And people are still dropping dead. So it's... Uh, like I said, the trains to house, which are still running. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great way that you uh, put it. For me, so far, I'm I'm sad that, as you said, it just keeps. Well, it seems like people have stopped taking the shots, right? So what we're seeing now are just the the, the continuous the continued uh, aftermath of all the people who had taken uh, the shots. And one poignant part of your podcast was. And I saw the news. Uh, I forget his name. I think Andrew Bregan, the British um, yeah, Bregan. MP. politician. Yeah, M MP. So his YouTube video got canceled. And then you were playing the clip where he was going to talk about this in, uh, I think he was on TNT recently. I'm not sure, but where he was going to talk about this in the British Parliament. And just uh, all of these disgusting politicians walked out. And for me, I, I was just... 
And I didn't want, I don't, I don't like watching videos like that because it really disgusts, it makes my stomach turn. I'm not just, I'm not exaggerating that. The disgust I have for those politicians that they they, they walk out, uh, in some ways, maybe their conscience can't handle being confronted with this. And, and, and even if, if, if that's what they truly believe, I mean, my disgust is like 200%. I, I can't handle watching that. It's just that I'm so repulsed by these human beings. <laughs> what are your thoughts? They're disgusting. They should sit there and listen. This guy's telling them important information. So I, I think Bregan has the courage. He said they attempted to bribe him from the prime minister's office. They offered him anything he wanted. So God bless him. He's got some spine and willing to stand up for his constituents against this tyranny. It's not just the rollout of the poison shot, but it's the, uh, you know, the diminishing of our freedoms, you know, with this bioweapon used as an excuse. So I think uh, we're in a very difficult spot, but Bregan's one of the guys, and I think it's not much different here in the States, where there's very few people in Congress willing to kind of publicly address it. I can name on like one hand, some of the politicians who are willing to talk about this stuff, whether it's Rand Paul or Johnson, but there's not many more. So they are, they are actively denying these things when a lot of people have been injured. Um, there was one girl lady from Congress who admitted that she got poisoned. So it's not just the, the total deaths. It's that many, many, many people have been injured. Millions and millions of people have been injured in the U S alone. But yeah, there it's a, it's a very serious issue. This is not going away. And it has to be resolved to keep this from happening again. So it's uh, it's a it's a tough situation. Yeah, we're uh, speaking of not going away. We're going to have to go away for a minute for our headlines. We'll be right back. We're back with William Ramsey of the uh, well. Check out his website, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. He's got a great podcast that I uh, listen to with. Uh, got a lot of great guests as well and i like how he he just gets right into it no nonsense he gets right into it with the guests just like i like to do and yeah bioweapons blues that's what we're talking about and someone should write a, a bioweapons blues song i recently had on uh dissident musician brad borch uh he could write one or uh, i've talked in the past to brad skistamas five times august he should write the bioweapons blues but i, I just read that china uh, unveiled their their very first in-house mRNA vaccine. And even in Russia, someone posted a clip from mainstream Russian television, uh, someone just dropping dead. Uh, well, they didn't drop dead, they just collapsed. But it's just, yeah, as you say, it's it's ongoing. And I saw children, Children's Health Defense posting today that this weekend, uh, they say COVID-19 lawsuits are projected to experience tremendous growth. Uh, and so they're having some sort of confer conference offering panel discussions, litigation strategies by attorneys engaged in COVID-19 litigation, including vaccine injury, censorship, education, employer mandates, and more. So on the one hand, that's good news. So it seems like there's going to be increasing litigation in the U.S., yes. I guess, the, the, the most. But, you know, what's I, one thing that came to my mind, because I'm thinking about like China, I, I don't think you're seeing any of this in China going on. So... In, in one way, this is also tying up a lot of stuff in the U.S. So it's interesting. I, I don't think you're seeing this sort of stuff really anywhere else except the U.S. So, you know, and, and, and any further thoughts? Well, I think that there was actually a notification in Italy that there may be criminal prosecution of some of the politicians there. 
So uh, that is happening. So there are rumblings. There's actually a court case in Switzerland right now. It's a different kind of legal structure there where uh, people, uh, citizens can actually be, bring criminal cases instead of just a prosecutor. So there's something going on there. So those gears are turning. The U.S., I always tell people, if you're a personal injury attorney, this is the best kind of litigation to get into because Pfizer and Moderna have tons of money. This is going to be like the, the uh, tobacco litigation that happened back in the 90s. There's going to be massive payouts. A really sharp guy, Edward Dowd, uh, who used to work for BlackRock, said that he thinks by 2026, Pfizer's net worth will be zero for all the crime and fraud. And they've been, in my mind, and what I've read, they've been engaged in fraud in their filings, corporate uh, scientific filings for decades. They've, they've been busted by very clever, very sharp researchers uh, lying in their, in their documents, whether it's like, hey, this, this stuff doesn't reach the placenta, this doesn't go here. This was all lies. They're really snake oil salesmen. That's what I've likened them to. They just can convince people like Fauci. Fauci's a really good, skilled snake oil salesman, but he's he BSs all the time. So um, I would recommend if you're a personal injury attorney, get involved in this. This is uh, very lucrative. And that that discovery will be very important just for historical record to get all the information. Some of the information they had to sue to get, like you mentioned, children, health defense, that when they sued the CDC, they got the information that knew, the CDC knew with no doubt that these were causing harm, that the harm signals were should have been activated, and they didn't. So Walensky, to me, is a blocking criminal. Uh, she's the head of the CDC. There's a huge problems going on, and millions of people have been issued. I mean, there are very uh, clever, smart guys who say that even the bears, the way it's designed is to ensure underreporting. So you have to take the bears' injuries and... and Increase them by a factor of 20 at least, which means that there's 20 million people in the U.S. alone who have been injured in one way or another by these shots. And there's probably people walking around who don't know they have subclinical myocarditis. So it is a catastrophe. So these this litigation has to grind forward. And there's a lot of clever people working on things. Uh, so I, I hope that these attorneys have a lot of success. I really do. You mentioned something earlier about diminishing freedom. So I'm, I always try to gauge where we are and then extrapolate to where we might be going. So we had the three years of the biosecurity state. For now, that seems to have dissipated. And right now, what we're dealing with is what you just outlined, the litigation, the fallout of the bioweapons shots, the, uh, you know, the disability plus deaths. That's what's going on right now. Apart from that, it seems for the most part, restrictions have been removed. I think by foreigners still can't get into the U.S. unvaxxed, but supposedly in two months' time, they're going to remove that. But going forward, it, it, I almost have this feeling I don't want to go there, but it's like I feel like they could at any moment whip all this stuff out. I saw Peter Hotez tweeting two days ago saying, He's he, they're working on these universal vaccine, uh, universal flu shots, universal COVID shots, universal cancer shots, and he's preparing for the next pandemic. He's like, he's, it's coming. He's so confident. So I, I'm worried about what's coming down the line. For now, it seems like they've relaxed everything. Where do you so where do you see uh, the the next diminishing of freedoms coming from? 
Well, I hope that there aren't more. I think that they're going to try to really cover up their involvement in censorship and denying Americans their First Amendment right. I mean, it really is a huge scandal. These uh, Twitter files that were released involving journalists, well-known journalists, Taibbi, Schellenberger, very important because they denied people the ability to exercise their First Amendment rights censorship by their own government, right? So it's coming from the Biden administration. So I hope there's no more of that. I think it's still happening. I was heavily censored, uh, but I'm hoping that that whole censorship will go and Americans will show some, some spine, show some spine and stand up for your constitutional rights, your First Amendment rights, your Bill of Rights, what makes you an American. Uh, and I think that that's probably why a lot of these politicians are a little hesitant to lay on with the heavy duty psychological operations because people have woken up. And there's a lot of good people out there telling the stories and getting people informed. I'm trying to do my part, but uh, I hope they don't try to turn the screws. Like uh, Gates is talking about another pandemic. You mentioned Hotez is uh, supposed, supposedly next in line. He's a pro shot person whose own child has some type of autism spectrum and he wants to be in that position Fauci was in. So this is a very dangerous person. There's a lot of dangerous people in the American government right now. I mean, you have the head of health and services is an attorney. Like Becerra is not somebody who's experienced. He's a political apparatchik. So uh, you got to really be careful who's making real decisions. It's definitely not Biden. He's not really lucid, but uh, yeah. Well, I think that the they they will probably try to roll, and I think they're trying to roll out more fear to try to get people to uh, get rid of back, uh, shot hesitancy and try to kill more people. I think they're really on the, the 2030 depop genocide agenda. So who knows what they'll do next? I think uh, Gates has threatened to release or intimated he could release another more lethal thing. And he really owns the uh, World Health Organization. He's like infiltrated that total regulatory and administrative capture by the Gates Foundation, which would scare everybody. Yeah, the, the Hill posted yesterday a story about, um, I think it was like fungus. And, and they literally said like, uh, it was an alarming headline, like something like, be afraid, there's some f fungus now, it's, it's, uh, it can spread. I'm like, give me a break seriously like uh, it's just i'm it, every day now and then there was like marburg virus in tanzania uh this, be, be scared of this new fungus I'm like, bring it on i'll, I'll eat it I, at this point i don't care anymore i'm not afraid of anything and yeah gates gates notes yesterday he just published an, an entire new piece on ai uh, and then last weekend he did an op-ed for new york times on uh Let's put together this global tyrannical right. uh, pandemic task force. And then that same weekend, Tedros, the terrorist of WHO, put out a video basically saying, give us world government. Uh, nationalism is the problem. Sign these pandemic accords. We, we don't really want to take over uh, nations. Just sign these pandemic accords. I mean, these people right. are... The masks are coming off, and I feel like they're on the cusp, though. They're on the cusp, no, of obtaining, like, real total global domination, no? I think they're trying to. I think you're absolutely right. They're trying to push for it. It's really an issue of sovereignty. I would They would like to mischaracterize it as nationalism, but it's really the sovereignty of the individual to make them, uh, decisions for themselves, which were taken away definitely in the U.S. by their own government. So... Imagine somebody even farther away making decisions for us, and that's the last thing on earth uh, any American would want, and should we should resist that uh, 
tooth and nail, no question. So these guys are lunatics. They are doubling down. They haven't said, uh, Bill Gates did say that the vaccines weren't effective on the record after he was pushing for them. Um, but like I said, that guy doesn't even have to, has any no health experience either. He's just a huge investor making money off of murder. I mean, it's kind of like the, uh, what happened in the Holocaust. They killed all those people and then they took their money and their gold and anything of value they could take out of them. And it seems like that's kind of Gates's approach is, hey, we can make money and kill them at the same time. Let's do it. Do you have any thoughts on, because I think this is also related, um, the Silicon Valley Bank going down, and it seems like they're using the same formula with COVID where they uh, lock down to destroy this, the small, independent, middle-class businesses to, sh- to monopolize the Amazon's, co- no, the, the big players. And now they're doing that in the banking sector uh, where it seems like Peter Thiel just pulls the plug on SVB. That uh, collapses, leads to chain reaction, and then small banks don't get the support from the Fed. And then everyone flocks to big banks, and then that's how they can roll out the CBDCs. And, you know, any thoughts on uh, the digital currencies uh, coming in? Yeah, it's not a good idea. It's a takeaway of your sovereignty and liberty. And these are the last people on earth that you want to control your money, are the people who are currently in this administration. But I've seen the banking wars that went by in 2008. It was a collapse, but actually the same kind of thing happened that uh, Janet Yellen is saying now, which is certain firms got funds from the bailout funds from the government and certain firms flopped over and died. So I think the same thing is going to happen, just like you said, where certain certain sympathetic or politically aligned firms will get support from the Fed, from the government, and certain will not. I mean, in the, we're just at the beginning of this whole a next financial crisis. So Uh, they will probably try to get people to take on this uh, CBDC. And it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. So we don't need that. We probably just need to go back to the gold standard. So these criminals and uh, filth pigs can't just inflate us uh, out of of our savings and uh, bankrupt the country. They're really, I mean, I would literally, for Boya, I would literally go to downtown LA and find a crackhead and put them at the head of the Fed. And they probably would be, I'm, ser- I'm dead serious. I'm not exaggerating. It would probably more be more efficient and more spendthrift than the people that are making the budget and making a decision about our fi- financial affairs in D.C. I'm not joking. That'd make for a great podcast. You should go down to, yeah. what is it called, Skid Row or something and interview uh, yeah. uh, uh, a crackhead. <laughs> it's what like would Trading be Places, pay? right? That movie uh-huh. Trading Places. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they... You could probably find some guy out there who's living on Skid Row, do a better job. Hey, can you balance these books? Oh, yeah, why can't they balance it? I'm not joking. I'm not, I mean, it sounds funny, but I'm really not joking. Yeah, and uh, maybe to get your thoughts, I see you tweeting about, is it Ed Sheeran? And I don't even want to watch the video. I mean, you, you were doing a, an entire thread on the occult nature of we're switching gears now, kind of, but not really, because this, you know, it's these occult forces behind all of this. But um, he looks, I mean, it looks really nasty. Like he's just, it's all everything Hollywood now, music and movie. It's all this like literally uh, demonic, satanic, occult, uh, bloody, you know, killing, violent stuff. And, What's going on with this uh, music video? 
a lot. Like I didn't, I had published my book, Global Death Cult 2021. I think it was April. And uh, it would involve kind of the cult group that's called, called the Order of Nine Angles. And it, it, they had all kinds of weird ideas in there, vampirism and like occult ideas, staring at the, up at the sky and these kind of rituals that I hadn't seen before. I've read Crowley and some of these other characters. So I was familiar with that. And then somebody said, and the smiley face, I've done two studies on the smiley face killers, two documentaries. So I'm familiar with the smiley face associated with the disappearance and death of young men at night. And so then somebody brought to my attention this video. And I was like, wow, this is, looks like a, it's not overt, but it looks like they're playing out this kind of evening, uh, nighttime, exiatic, what they would call it, kind of a display of vampirism. And so I broke it down on my Twitter. So you can check that out. People have been looking at it and commenting on it. But yeah, it's super occult. And his ties are very interesting. He has ties to occult groups. Uh, one is called Bring Me the Horizon. So like they're, you know, asleep all or it's dark all night and then the horizon shines up in the morning, kind of like that. And the weird connections to like Elon Musk's ex-wife that uh, Grimes, who had that kid who was named a weird name, like X-22 or whatever. So Sharon has some very curious things. I don't know if he wrote that song. I don't know if he did the lyrics or if he's just singing it, but whoever put that together was very clever. And that song was like a number one song in 20 countries and on YouTube, it has 500 million views. So they're really yeah, exposing people to all this occultism, you know? Yeah, that's, that's great. And I just wonder, like, why do we have to always go there? Why can't we just have wholesome... Uh, why does it always, always have to devolve into this, as you say, black magic, demonic... Uh, I mean, literally, you can see the clips. People are flying like demons through the air as vampires... Uh, it's just and, and video games these days as well. I just notice more and more movies. It's all this, you know, everything has to do with this occult demonic stuff. It's just crazy. Why yeah, can't we go like back? It's infiltrated. Yeah. Yeah. It's infiltrated our entertainment, our video games, like you said, all these like public uh, displays are like, uh, you know, Super Bowl. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in these halftime shows. So it seems like that's just part of the whole initiation into the new world order is all this stuff so i think they're really trying to get their ideas across in these videos all right we're gonna have to initiate everyone into our uh break again check out william ramsey's books and films and podcasts over at williamramseyinvestigates.com we'll be right back it's our final segment with william ramsey attorney author researcher podcaster check out all of his stuff at williamramseyinvestigates.com subscribe to his podcast which is in the top 0.5% of podcasts just like my geopolitics and empire feel free to call in happy to chat with you and uh, have you been uh, william paying any attention to U.S. domestic stuff. I mean, I don't take it too seriously, but all this stuff with Trump being arrested and then not, and then all of these fascinating AI photos coming out of him being arrested or him with a uh, machine gun taking over the NYPD. <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of this stuff? Well, I have been following the, this kind of uh, infiltration of prosecutorial positions throughout the United States. So a lot of these uh, prosecutors have been are part of the Democratic Party. They actually really are tied to Soros. Like it's a conspiracy theory that comes true. 
But so this guy who was trying to prosecute Trump is one of them. And uh, it's definitely an overreach. I mean, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but he, I mean, it's really a misdemeanor charge. They were thinking of supposedly thinking about elevating to a felony. But this is like strange things like that are happening in most of the major cities. There's a huge uptick in crime and letting hardcore criminals out. I was just reading about a guy today uh, who got out, killed his parents, and then they let him out and he killed somebody else. That was in Minnesota. But it's happening all over here in uh, here in California, in L.A., and in San Francisco. They got rid of the guy in San Francisco. His name was Chesa Budin, like super farthest left you could ever imagine. And actually, uh, DeSantis got rid of, actually used his governor, governor, uh, governor powers to get rid of one of the Soros prosecutors who wasn't prosecuting people well enough, according to DeSantis in, in Tampa. He actually got him kicked out which I think was a smart move. So uh, it's a very interesting, concerning trend in the U.S. is this kind of prosecutorial indiscretions. And they're not, I don't think that the left is putting in its, some of the brightest people. I mean, there's, there's some videos out there. Of these. There was a guy yesterday, uh, he was asked about a Brady uh, motion. He had no idea, but he'd been on the bench for four years. Like this is 1L law school stuff, like super simple, like Brady. Like you should, it's like a Miranda, like you would know like where Miranda rights came from. It's like Brady is like prosecutors failing to provide exculpatory evidence over. So like the fact that somebody on the bench didn't know that's really scary. And I think it's indicative of, of a lot of these positions that are giving away to people who don't have the proper background, intelligence or credentials like that trend is terrifying. Where do you see things going on the domestic political front, uh, you know, next year? uh elections and um you know there's been all this talk of second civil war i don't see that for now but um do you see trump coming back strong you know any any further thoughts on the home on the home front yeah it's going to be very strange i think that there's a lot of fraud in the voting system here in the states so if he comes back i don't know you know what's going to happen uh, but it's the American system is really crumbling. It doesn't look good. So I, I don't know, maybe this would be some kind of not an overt civil war, but it's, there's something happening in the U S that I never saw before where it's like the seams are coming apart. So uh, it doesn't look good. So I'm hoping that it doesn't like, I don't see the people that kind of like calmer minds popping in to get things settled. So I just don't see it happening. Like this war in Ukraine, this conflict, proxy war is unnecessary. But you don't see the people like John F. Kennedy who are willing to take a risk and kind of have some kind of detente or lessening tensions or just stopping. Like we have so many domestic problems. I, I just can't even believe we're spending one cent over there. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that, that calm, you know, positive, optimistic. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. At this point, I don't know what to think, or it's it's. I, I find it's getting harder to extrapolate uh, when it comes to the domestic front. Like other stuff is easier when it comes. I feel like foreign policy, multipolarity, like that stuff's easier. Or you know the the digital technocracy, all of that stuff. I feel is easier to forecast. But at the home front, it's like my my crystal ball is is not giving me anything because I feel like it can go in so many ways. Like. We could devolve into a foreign instigated second civil war. Trump could win. Um, there could be chaos and 
you know, Trump, maybe he doesn't run, DeSantis wins or Biden, you know, Biden, like, I feel like it can, it can go any way. I've got absolutely no idea. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect Biden to, you know, come out Biden Harris. Like, I don't believe they got 81 million votes. So I don't know what the what the future portends, you know, it's a, it's a cloudy crystal ball. Yeah. But I mean, I think there are strange days going on. I think that the chaos, like the the river won't clear of all the dirty water. I think it's still going to be there. So I, I don't, I don't, I'm not optimistic. I don't see, like I said, I don't see people wanting to, it seems like people, they want to fight. Uh, they want to fight each other. And I, I don't, I think that uh, from both sides of the aisle. So I don't see that lessening. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, it's terrible. And any thoughts then uh, on the state of independent alternative media, podcasting, censorship? Um, I, I, you know, one concern I've had is that, I don't know, sometimes alt media hypes stuff too insanely, but then also I feel um, strange ideas are seeping in as well. Um, you know, you, you, I don't know, any, whatever is interesting for you when it comes to independent media, uh, as well as being able to continue doing what we're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there are some perils. I do think that some of the litigation against like Alex Jones for a billion dollars, which is outrageous. Um, these were intent attempts or intended to uh, chill public discourse. And so I think that that's, uh, that's, they're trying to say, yo, well, you could be next. So I do think that that censorship or, or outright prosecution is possible. But I do think the independent media is really going to be the savior of the country away from the corporate media because it's allowing people to hear news stories that are not filtered by corporations or the political parties. I mean, they really just discovered this whole thing about the censorship industrial complex. Like there were massive censorship efforts. I mean, it's incredible that they're trying to not talk about how serious it is. It's serious as cancer that there's this huge uh, infrastructure to maintain censorship all throughout the United States. It should embarrass, it should embarrass everybody. It's everybody's issue. So um, how, how, long, how much the independent media can survive? I mean, everybody's moved like, to rock, man. I've moved to podcasts. I've got totally censored out of YouTube. So, uh, and Facebook is just, Mark Zuckerberg is evil. So I'm not never going on Facebook. So the, the landscape is a wild west kind of feel, but in some ways that wild west is positive, much like the wild west that the, beginning of the internet where there's a lot of people doing a lot of things and, and possibly like the wild west of uh, the crypto community, even though there's a lot of fraud. But um, I think that the independent media has to stay sharp, keep their lanterns lit, watch out for infiltrators. There are some out there and some of these ideas that are infiltrating, yeah, there are dangerous. I mean, what do you think that's kind of the kind of dangerous ideas that are trying to kind of infiltrate independent media in the States? What do you think? I guess two things now, like, you know, last night, uh, you know, when I have dinner or have a meal or something, I'll just throw on, on double speed, uh, a podcast. I was listening to Mike Adams and Steve Quayle, uh, who people who I've listened to for many years, but for, for some, I, I feel it was this disingenuine because it's like th they started talking about, they had this alarmist, uh, view and it's like, they've been doing it for 20 years. They're like, we're all going to die tomorrow. Uh, you know, the right. asteroid's going to hit tomorrow. And and then they started talking. And then it became really obvious that they were then peddling Steve Quayle's membership. And I'm like, oh, it's basically it's an infomercial. Oh. And it's like, guys, 
I, come on. Like, I just stopped listening. I'm like, it's so that's one thing where it's just become fear porn business. And then the other yes. is, you know, new age ideas that are uh, coming in. So those are my kind of concerns at the moment. Mine too. Like, I think that those guys really did uh, market themselves as this kind of, you know, with everything, the world's ending. That was their niche. So I think Quayle's been doing that for a long time. He got busted uh, flat out plagiarizing, in my opinion. Really? The books. <laughs> like, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, Kenny, yeah, no, I'll send that to you. He, he, I'll send it, send you the link, but, uh, he just, he just kept on going. So, uh, that's kind of a problem for me, but you know, I think Mike Adams is a Scientologist. I heard that too, which, you know, for me is that's basically the new age for me, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, people have to watch out. You have to kind of find somebody who's trying to tell you the truth. I think the independent element where people are just trying to get the information out of people can kind of latch onto those types. You're doing yourself like yeah, and I I, I notice sometimes because they, they'll talk and then talk in circles and not say much and say the same old stuff and then I'm like, not much is you know that, that's kind of a, a red flag. All right, we're out of time. Where's the best place for people to find you and then support you? Uh, go to William Ramsey Investigates on iTunes. Check it out. My website is WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. I've covered a lot of different topics that you won't find other places. So check it out. So thanks for uh, coming back on the program. Hope you come back again. Again, highly recommend William Ramsey Investigates podcast and books and films. And um, yeah, coming right up after me is the Steve Malzberg show where he delves into the issues of the day. And uh, check, uh, stay tuned and listen to Steve. I'm uh, signing off here in Mexico. Uh, be well. Be seeing you. <laughs>